Welcome to Yes, the Stripper podcast, a podcast for all sex workers. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the clubs and all the amazing things us sex workers do. I'm so inspired and in awe with each and every one of you, and I'm always excited for what's going to be shared next. I'm your stripper queen from the North, Onyx, and this is Yes, a Stripper podcast. Welcome back to Yes, a Stripper podcast. Another episode with Ma, yours truly, Onyx, your stripper queen from the North. I am with one of my best friends, a veteran. Yes, we're going to use that word because that is the key word to for this. This next guest we have. Her name is Carmen, all the way from Toronto. How are you doing? Tell us, everyone, how are you doing? <laughs> doing great today. It's raining, but it's not minus 20, so I'll take it. <laughs> and I jumped already and I said her. So why don't you tell us what your pronouns are? Uh, her, she, her, she. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, her, she. Yeah. I like that. Her, like she, chocolate. She. Oh, hey, yes. <laughs> yeah. I just took this apple away from my mouth. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually really hungry. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm just leaving a class and I brought my podcast gear at the studio, at the pole studio to do an interview. Oh. So I'm, I'm sweaty and I'm hungry. So I might take a nibble <laughs> here and there. <laughs> but other than that, Toronto's rainy, eh? Yeah, but like two days ago, it was minus 20 and wind chill and snowing. So whatever, I'll take it. At least it's melting the snow because I'm so over it. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately I've been paying Toronto rent for Winnipeg winter this year and it's just <laughs> too much. <laughs> Interpeg. If anyone doesn't know, you know. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Uh when was the last time you've been to Winnipeg? Jeez. It's 2022. It's been a long time. I think 20 2019 sometime. Yeah, 2019. The whole yeah. this whole last whatever two years is just kind of this big long day so um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's so funny that you said 2019 because one of my memories came up with actually Nikki Nindors who I did a podcast with last last episode and um, the last time her and I were together was 2018 in Winnipeg I was like fuck it's four years Eight, four years 2022 20, right yeah five four years it's like oh my god where's the time gone it's crazy it's like just I can't even think of when the last time I saw you like in person like I know I like four or five maybe 2018 too right yeah no 2019 Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg that's right Ooh, that was 2019 that. I forgot about that how was that experience oh yeah so <laughs> you were the point person for this Tell, tell us your experience with <laughs> oh that we were maybe getting slightly ripped off was that, yeah. that, that yeah <laughs> Where i got an envelope full of cash and i had to give it back <laughs> mind you it and wasn't get snoop it. dog it wasn't snoop dog it, it was. wasn't snoop dog it was the but there was because they're all different shows were kind of like run by different people right so yeah. like it was like the first show that was just kind of like a little weird. And then the other ones went pretty good. But yeah. it was just that that first one where there was just sort of like, I think you guys are skimming off the top just a little bit, like a lot bit. But oh, well, at least I know. We're just now. so excited to dance for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> we're just okay, so yeah. excited, right? So it's sort of like, 
And then after it was like, well, eh, whatever. We still got paid, right? We still still made money. It was still, still good. Paid. Still dancing. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, right. I loved it. it was Ottawa pretty wild. Was definitely the best. I loved it. <laughs> That's a crazy amount of people when you think about it. now, especially when you can only have like four people or whatever. It's like what was like thirty thousand people, forty thousand people. Yeah, it was awesome. That ah! was awesome. Just that was awesome. Moment to relive that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we had that experience before the whole world shut down. Like it was just yeah. sort of like if I if I need any like good memories to carry me through like whatever whatever this was, it was like we 2019 at least was like a solid year. Yeah. So so at least even though 2020 and then have been dumpster fires at least. <laughs> well, actually, no. The big the first half of 2020 till like whatever March. I was gold. I was like, I was like ready for a good year. And then, and then, well, we know what happened. So yeah, we do just like a yeah. blip. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. So tell us when you started stripping, how you got into it. Um, he's a veteran like myself been dancing around for a long time now. Um, it was, uh, Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that it was, it was, it was, it was, it was around then. And um, I, uh, I started dancing cause I owed money for drugs. Really? It's like basically a hundred percent. Why I never in my a million years, like before that, would I have ever like, like it never crossed my mind. It was never like something was like, oh, this is something I want to do. It was just sort of like, here's the situation, here's the solution. And then for like the first bit, I didn't really like, I didn't really participate very much. I was just kind of like, I hated going on stage. You had, they had to get me drugged up. Well, and a little drunk and drag me on stage. Cause I hated stage. I was, it was just like, this is, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> But then eventually after like watching stage shows and we had features coming in and stuff, it was just something that like slowly kind of like, Oh, I can try this. Oh, like you pull tricks. And like, so it just kind of like slowly grew on me. And then it was like, Whoa, this is actually fun. I really like this. This is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So how, what made you like get into like wanting to go on stage more and like, how did you become to be the feature that you are today? Um, I guess it's a combination of things. Well, first of all, day shift. You learn a lot on a day shift. There's nothing else to do. And you just mess around on the pole, drink tequila, mess around on the pole again. We used to do chin-ups in the bathrooms to try and, like, get strong enough to be able to pull ourselves up. And then, I guess, what year was it? 2000 and after 9-11, sometime after 9-11, I found a circus school. And I just started kind of like going Tuesday nights and it was like something fun to do. Mm -hmm. And then I started going twice a week and I started going like five days a week. And then it just kind of like all sort of like, it like took over my life basically. So I yeah. go to cir circus during the day and then at night I go to the club, go work, pay for circus. It's an expensive habit. <laughs> 
<laughs> more expensive than drugs. <laughs> Actually, it's been really pretty close. <laughs> it was like pretty close at the same point. Like I wouldn't say that I saved money switching to circus and getting rid of cocaine. Like marginally. Um, definitely healthier, a healthier choice. Yes. But um yeah, so I, I did circus and then worked at the club. And I guess getting stronger in circus made me stronger in pole. And in 2007, there was the first pole dance competition in Canada, Miss Pole Dance Canada 2007. So it was in Vancouver and I'd never really done like any kind of like competitions or like anything. But something in my brain was like go to vancouver and do this competition so anyway i go to vancouver do the competition and one of the judges was brandy from brandy show lounge mm -hmm. and then she's like hey you want a job I'm like sure okay and then like i had no costumes at the point like i was like i had i was one of those strippers i got like clean underwear and a pair of heels like that was it before <laughs> that's really important <laughs> that was it no <laughs> yeah it's like essentials right yeah but then, <laughs> but then brandy's was like it like having only worked in toronto where it's like you don't really i guess some in the olden day olden days early 2000s some clubs were like gowns or dresses or that kind of thing but mostly it was just like little one piece tiny little outfit shoes whatever you got your purse but brandies i get there and everyone's got these big gigantic sequins and feathers and like just ridiculous it blew my mind at first and i was sort of like i don't know if i can do this but um circumstance happened where i kind of like had to leave toronto so um i was like fuck it let's go and uh I ended up getting like a few secondhand costumes and piecing things together, got like a couple made. And then, and then that was it. It was like, I'm a stage dancer at Brandy's like, and then, yeah, I guess that was it. That's, that's started it all that it was that pole dance competition that really nice. kind of started everything. Nice. So you pretty much have danced like all over Canada and, and internationally. Um, well, not in, well, yeah, well, only once in Alaska. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, just for a, a burlesque festival. So I wouldn't really say I like actually worked there, but I like paranoid about crossing borders with heels. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, true, because I got, right? I got detained as soon as they looked in my shit. They're like, you have stripper shoes or what are you doing going forward? It was for the pole convention in LA and I yeah. couldn't even go. I was like, 2012. Yeah, I was so sad, man. Oh, like, yeah, you're for you in LA, and then you never came. It was I know like, that was a sad day. I can cross the border sad. now. I got myself a no. wave, and it cost me an arm and a leg. Anyways, thank God. <laughs> oh, but what I learned going to Alaska so they when you go through the border control, the guy has like an x ray of your under, your under the airplane suitcase. Mm -hmm. So he's like asking me, he's like, why do you have all this stuff for going? Because I had my I had my straps and my shoes and my carry-on. And then my suitcase was like a lot of food because I was scared of starving to death. And <laughs> and just like lots of clothes because I want to have like different outfits and they're all like giant onesies because it's Alaska and it's March and it's freezing. So he's like, What do you got all this stuff for like five days or <laughs> or or whatever? And 
yeah, so thank God I didn't have my um, heels in the under thing because uh, he would have just seen high heels, aerial straps, rigging, and then um, that would have been it. But I managed to convince him that I was just going to go to like a museum and I wanted to see some seals. And then that mm. was it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, I want to go back to uh, drugs because, I mean, I've had my fair share of drug abuse, substance abuse, and definitely cocaine. Um, what was your lowest moment in life and how did you get yourself out of it? Because you obviously said this was happening and this was my solution. So tell us a bit more about that. Um, there wasn't exactly like a, like a rock bottom. It was more like a rock kind of like extended plateau for like, <laughs> like, oh, I know the feeling, but go on. You know, it's not like uh, it's, it's like kind of like you just kind of like get down on this level, and you're just kind of like coasting in this like unhealthy zone, and you're just kind of coasting. And it was really what it was. It was the it was circus classes. Like I started the one night, and then it was like okay, so classes on Tuesday probably shouldn't stay up all night doing blow on Monday. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> and then it just kind of progressed. And the more I got into circus and movement, um, I guess the less time I had for other things. And the more yes. I was interested in like not being tired or being able exactly. to do things and not being sore and like having my body cooperate with me. So, um, yeah, it was like a, it was definitely like a pretty like steep down plateau and then kind of like gradual kind of like, where at one point it was just like, oh, I guess I don't do this anymore kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure definitely like some, you know, hiccups along the way where it's just like a weekend here and there or something, but it's, it's definitely, um, well, it's been totally out of my life for at least 15 years now. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, your whole, like, everything, like, you don't drink unless it's a Jaeger. I think that's the only shot you've ever done with me, ever. And it's very yeah. rare that I ever see you drink. And you're completely vegan. You bring your own food everywhere. Your whole, like, even your home, I can see, like, all the exercise balls. You and Nikki Nindoors, like, have a circus in your home. <laughs> it's yeah. very zen. It's very yoga. It's weed and plants and animals. Tell us about like how um, you give yourself self care and how do you keep your home your sanctuary? And tell us about the squirrels. <laughs> oh my gosh! First of all, is my squirrel. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, the squirrel. I've always loved squirrels since I was like a little, like since I was like little, little, little. They've always they've always kind of like had my heart. But then when I started to grow tomatoes one year and they stole my tomatoes, at first it was like the fuckers are stealing my tomatoes. But then it was like, Oh my God, you're so cute. And I love you so much. Here, have some nuts. <laughs> and then, and then now it's just been like this decade long, like generation after generation of squirrels that just like come in my house and like hang out. And like, when I had my pool up, I had one that would climb up my pool and they yes, like, I still, I still find like random almonds buried in like weird places in my house. And yeah. And then this pigeons, it was kind of like the same way. It was just sort of like, I guess the pigeons saw I was feeding the squirrels. So they were like, Hey human, yo, you got some food. And I was like, I got some food. So, <laughs> and then they just kept coming and coming and they just totally like, like, 
I don't know. They Everyone just, like, seems to be like on me. a schedule there. Cause like, you're like, Oh, it's almost seven. The raccoons are coming. I'm like, what? <laughs> we have a day shift and a night shift. So we yeah. have the squirrels and Oh, except we have rats now, which is a little, they're doing construction down the street. So now all the rats are coming with are cute, but it's like, I can't leave the door open anymore, which is gross. Kind of annoying. Yeah. But anyway, so we have the day shift and then that kind of wraps up and then the raccoons come and, Every now and then we have a skunk. And one time we had a possum or opossum. I don't know the difference, but he has a little angry kind of cute face with a skinny tail. And he came one time and, oh, so today, yesterday, there's a giant hawk that's stalking my backyard because he's figured out where the food is. So he's just watching my backyard and like stalking, I don't know, like everyone. And it's kind of <laughs> creepy. Well, I was yeah, out there. I thought, I thought he was going to like eat me. For sure. He just like looked at me with his eyes and he's like, human, back away. I'm going to eat you. So I went back inside. It was just like, <laughs> it was pretty intense. <laughs> oh my God. And like, so I figure you've been having problems with um, your landlord there and like the building management there. What's been happening? Like, is, is your home, you're going to be your home now? Is, are you moving? What's your plan? So, uh, well, I live in a uh, hundred and what year is it? I don't know. Whenever 1998 was or 1898, that's when my house was built. And because um, it's Toronto, uh, it's we're about to fall victim to gentrification because that's what they do in Toronto. Anything that's like nice and old where people can live for less amounts of money and have high ceilings and do art. Oh, let's tear it down and build a big, ugly office thing. <laughs> so we've been kind of like they we got our first eviction notice in 2014. So we're still here for now. And luckily the city moves really slow on developments and stuff. So we're just kind of like, we're just here until we're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And that'll be really sad because I love having all my stuff and I have to find another place. With high ceilings. If I can, if I don't have high ceilings, I go crazy. Like I can't, yeah, I know, I can't have like a like a little like a like I need to be able to like climb in my house or, <laughs> or I'll probably <laughs> yeah. If for oh, it's wow. like almost like a, it's not just like a physical health thing, but like at this point, like my mental health depends on it. And if I don't have access to this, it's like like I don't know if I had been in like some actual apartment apartment these last two years. I don't even know. Like, there's yeah. no way I would have made it through. So, yeah. like, sometimes you just need to like spin in circles really, really, really fast, and then you feel better. <laughs> that's that. That's it. Eh? <laughs> spin around. <laughs> oh, spin really, 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 really fast. I mean, because I mean, I've been living with my partner for a year in his place. Because I mean, at cheaper rent, and I had to move from my place. So, no high ceilings, less windows. It was, it's brutal. We're moving now, but I totally get the whole mental health because like for one whole year, I've had no space and it's like, ah, we're on top yeah. of each other. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill my wife right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I know that feeling. Yeah. What's your relationship yeah. life like? Um, well, I've been married for, I keep forgetting what year it is and how many years it's been. <laughs> It's like four years, three, four years now or something like that. But we've been together for like 14, 15. It's been a minute. It's Pretty been much a minute. As long as I've known you for. for. Yeah, at least. 
probably just before i think he was still kind of like uh what's the word um like he wasn't perm he was permanent but he was like new he was fresh at that point yeah <laughs> probationary period yeah <laughs> <laughs> so are you working right now what's going on um absolutely nothing well okay that's not completely true um i had a really good summer i would have actually have not like danced performed naked since march of 2020 but um and then that whole 2020 didn't really do much we made a short film which was super fun a handstand film the trees it nice. was great um and then last summer i was super lucky to get um hooked up with a circus troupe here in toronto and we did shows in the park and we had nice. this like it was like three of us and we eat it was like um like part aerial and part like really cheesy acting and i had to like memorize lines and talk in public so that was kind of like super different from anything else that i've ever had never have to talk right What's you, the truth? Talk. you just the smile truth? right um hercinia arts okay cool cool yeah and so we did the shows in the parks and like outdoor stuff because whatever restrictions and stuff so but it was good to do like shows where we didn't have to worry about restrictions because we were outside in the park and they're not going to shut us down mm -hmm. so so that was good and then i actually produced a show this year oh peep it was What's it called peep. sorry we peep 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 nice. peep show we built a box an eight nice. by eight box and we put like um just like so many just different random types of performers in it. Like we had a contortionist, we had aerial people, we had a flamenco dancer. Like we had this girl and she did live art drawing. It was amazing. Nice. Like so, so that was super fun. And we were super fortunate to get a Canada Arts Council grant for that. And oh, and I did this other super fun show called Chaos. And I got to do harness work, which is something that um, I've always really, really wanted to do, but then never had an opportunity to do it because you can't really do like harness stuff in a strip club because people be like, I don't know what she's doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. But it was always really, it was really good to like still be able to, pro to perform, but in a kind of like a, a different atmosphere. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. what were you doing before stripping before you got into everything? Any... <laughs> I like working with computers. I was oh, an yeah. IT person. I was like, hey, my email doesn't work person. Like I was the person at the end that sat in the basement. I was like, I can't print this thing. And then people would call me and then I'd have to fix it. And then I go back to the basement and hate my life more. Ah! And, and <laughs> speaking of hating your life, um, what 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 um what's la, 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 la. what do you not like most about stripping or your job in general the thing i hate the most about it um i guess 50 pounds and 50 pounds in each suitcase <laughs> is impossible <laughs> and then clubs were like clubs wanting like oh maybe you should wear like 12 different costumes like <laughs> you have 50 pounds and you have to bring food and other clothes. So yeah. that, that was like, and for me personally, the whole like stripper upkeep of like, um, this is gonna sound bad, like making yourself presentable is not my, not like 
it's not my th- I did it because I have to do it I don't I'm not like I'm not like one of those girls that's going to be like putting on anything to go anywhere unless I'm getting paid I am not like I don't like doing my nails I don't like I like wearing toques <laughs> no I I feel so, all of that I'm the same way I'm in the same yeah. way like every day so <laughs> yeah Big tracksuits, comfortable yeah, clothing, comfortable. functional clothing. I'm not like, uh, I'm not like, what, I'm not, a, I don't, I don't dress like that when I'm not working. Like yeah. if I'm not getting paid for it, that makeup is somewhere in a drawer and I'm not going to look for it until it's like, boom, getting paid. And then, and then I get, and I dig it out and hope it's not expired at this <laughs> point anyway. <laughs> Before it wasn't too bad because it's like I'm working somewhere every two weeks, but like, <sighs> This last two years has sort of definitely been like, well, why did I open that mascara like two days before the pandemic started? That was just a waste. What kind of prep do you do when you have a gig? Um, well, depending on how long it's been between gigs. Well, I guess there's always like, like the general physical maintenance, like just making sure I stay in shape and stay strong and flexible enough for shows. I love doing that. Like that's, that's, even if I didn't have shows or didn't have anything, I'd still be, I'd be still be doing that. But, um, the actual, like two day before prep thing, it's like a hair off everything, all the hair off. Cause I just kind of like, maybe not like paying attention to that if I'm not working <laughs> <laughs> and I do the nails and then the other hair and prep my wigs. Cause I still haven't like, I've only worn my natural hair on stage like maybe three times because it's just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to style it for stage to have it not like in my face the whole time. So yeah. And for those of you who don't know, like the texture of your hair is actually a nappy texture because you are my dear black. (laughs) How did you hire all the agents for so long? Wigs, bitch. wigs and thermal straining remember the bob the that yeah. short bob with bangs and it was breaking off quicker than it was growing and the bob was started here and then it just kept getting shorter and shorter because it kept breaking off before it could grow yeah. out <laughs> oh my god honestly i i like cringe for my like 2007 self when i was like oh <laughs> uh, it's okay you can hug her now it's fine <laughs> Oh, geez. We um have this agent who only books the East. His name is, I don't think he's an agent anymore, but his name is Roger. I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's an agent anymore, but his but, name uh, is Roger. Yeah, I could never, was, as a black feature, I could never get booked. So I'm like, Carmen, how are you always getting booked there? And she's like, I they don't know I'm black. It's <laughs> like Photoshop, my, my, that first promo I had, it was like Photoshop, slide that, slide that white, white or white, like, and then the short hair and the fact that he never, he was booking me for three years before I ever saw me in person. That helped a lot because it was just talking on the phone and then you send like control. It was before social media. So he couldn't just like, you know, like creep my Insta or whatever, because there was no Instagram or whatever. Yeah. I think basically I had barely Facebook and it maybe I just put pictures of plants. So, <sighs> so yeah, that whole like, remote booking and then 
yeah, and just being able to send him like controlled, controlled pictures and and not having not if I think if he had met me in person right off the bat, it would have been a, a different <laughs> scenario because he definitely knows now, and I think he kind of like was it was whenever that when when did we go to Montreal to do that thing? The Miss New Canada in Montreal. Whatever oh. year that was, that's when he started getting suspicious. Twenty ten. So my nipples were dark. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Good eye, Roger. Good eye. Right? <laughs> oh, I can see you're looking real hard there. <laughs> but he kept booking me. But then he really didn't have he didn't have many features in Ontario at all. Right. And so it was, and then I was. For a while there, there was only like two of us that had an aerial show, maybe. So, so it was like, yeah, but like I am in Ontario. I have an aerial show. Who else are you going to book? There's no one else here. So, mm. and you've and, already been working for these clubs for three years. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm not booking her anymore. Like, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> they want her. They're requesting her. Come on. <laughs> Um, so speaking of social media, cause you mentioned that, um, do you find now that social media, like Facebook, Instagram and all that stuff is out there, including porn hub and whatever X and X. Yes. I watch a lot of porn. Uh, so I know all the websites, uh, <laughs> now that they're out there. What do you find like the club atmosphere is like, are you, are you getting more money? Do you find that there was like a decrease in income coming in? Um, well, there's definitely like from the day i started there's just been it's just been like slowly getting worse and worse and when you think it's not going to get worse then it gets worse <laughs> i i haven't i haven't it's been two years right since i've been in a club because of whatever so i don't know how it is now i can't comment on how it is now but it's just always been like a steady decline like at one point it was like you made eight hundred dollars which is normal like normal night, right? Mm -hmm. Easy night. Got there at 10, left at two kind of thing, right? Like when I first started and then it just sort of like, I guess maybe there was like a point where it kind of got to like more money. Oh, that 2008, maybe 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And then there was just kind of like a slow decline. And then there were like, when I first started featuring show prices were like, like show prices went, I think when I first started working in Calgary, I was getting $95 a show. Jesus. And then now they want to give like $50. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was getting. <sighs> and then that's 24 shows a week. Right. Yeah. And then, and now you're getting, I don't know how many shows you get now. Not 24. Nothing's guaranteed. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's not guaranteed. That's, no, it's not before they were so, guaranteed shows. Yeah. Guaranteed shows. I remember actually getting paid for shows that I didn't do or, or going on stage when there's nobody in the bar just because you get your show. Right. Yeah. Like, but it's not like that anymore. So. Hmm. Funny how things change. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see what it looks like after like, post-pandemic oh i don't like i don't i i just got because i want to know yeah i haven't heard anything really good about alberta i mean come on it's alberta well i would (laughs) there's no way at this point i would like risk um 
well, because you got to for me to get out there, it's so much money. It's like I got to risk a grand to get out there, and maybe like I might as well just go to the bingo with thousand dollars. Probably better <laughs> luck, right? <laughs> so. I think I might try around Ontario now that things like restrictions are getting a little bit more, um, well, less restricted, I guess. Mm -hmm. We're less restricted. No, not many QR, I think your QR codes going away. Yeah, that's March. weird about checking QR codes right now. I think masks are done at the end of this week. Well, you got masks are done? Yeah, at the end of this week. They're going to keep yeah. these masks on in Ontario forever. Oh, Ontario's got a long way to go. <laughs> so then honestly i don't mind at this point like um veteran dancer so like maybe my odds are better with half my face covered <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe like <laughs> hi i'm 24 like maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh that's so funny crying a little bit that was good um what kind of discrimination have you experienced in your profession or just in general um oh gosh that's a pretty broad question um when i first started dancing in toronto um there's one club i worked at and the dj had this rule where he couldn't put it out he couldn't put two black girls back to back on stage so it had to be like black girl white girl white girl white girl black girl like it always had to be like you couldn't have two ethnic girls on stage back to back so but then am i black or am i white right mm -hmm. so depending on his mood <laughs> and how i had my hair did or what i looked like on a given day is like some days i could go after a black girl some days i couldn't go after a black girl and it was just this whole annoyance of like not being able to go on stage or not knowing when I had, like, you know how it is. It was just like, what, especially when you're trying to sell dances and it's just like, it just, I mean, can get the show over and done with so I can get back to make money. And it was just no. like, and you call my name out of the blue. And it was just like, it was like, why does it even matter? Like, people are just going to get up and walk out of bar. Oh, there's too many dark people in a row. Let's just leave. <laughs> so, other than that, and then Roger. Roger, of course, that was a big one. And then definitely when I first started working at Brandy's, she kind of like pulled me aside right at the beginning. And we had like, this was before, before I did anything with my hair. So my hair was like, it was relaxed, but it wasn't like that pin straight, whatever stuff that I had after. So we had a con, she had, we had a conversation about it and, and she was trying to tell me about how, you know, that, She's looking for a certain aesthetic in her in her club and that she appreciates that I am, you know, kind of like a whatever descent. But we have this look that we're trying to go for. And then she gave me the card to the salon that did like the thermal reconditioning. And then and then that was it. Yeah. So that was sort of like uh it's like, we know, we know you're not white, but just like maybe don't let anyone else know kind of thing and then oh and ah, definitely i had girls warn me with even booking with um what was the other agent the vancouver agent stripper to like not tell him not to let him know and it was just like so annoying that it's like the 
they were basically telling me, it's like, oh, if you tell people this, they're going to pay you less. So you have to do this. And part of me like really regrets doing that and feels that I should have just been like, fuck that. But at that time I was just like so excited to be there and be in this new environment and get to wear all these crazy costumes and stuff. And people like, like before it was like, no one ever paid attention to my shows. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, like, I didn't even know I had a show until until I got there so it's just sort of like a try like I I wanted to fit in yeah yeah I definitely didn't try hard enough because I did not fit in at all at Brandy but um I don't know Brandy liked my show so she kept me around for a little bit and, and that was it and then and then I found all the other clubs in Canada there's so many clubs and then I went to most of them on the Greyhound like <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore that doesn't exist it would be impossible like oh how, you know, how would one get to white court now right like <laughs> fucking fort st john i think that, that was like was it fort st john no it was williams lake greyhound to kamloops it was just this like whole thing and i had to get from there to like Quebec at some point it was just like this stupidness of like I don't even know what I was thinking back then it's like I'm gonna go from Quebec City to Brandon Manitoba the next day like but that's it you get bookings and you just go to the places yeah and just go yeah Winnipeg was crazy like that because you would get like I think the like how many shows would you have done in like a week in Winnipeg it's ridiculous like at the prime prime I think my max was like 40 something shows yeah that's like a 42 shows in a week. Like, <laughs> explain the like, detriment to your body after a Winnipeg gig. Like, seriously. I don't know. Like, <laughs> just thinking back, I'm tired. Like, thinking about it, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I don't know how I even, like, got, I got through that by, like, I'd, like, I'd, like, nap, like, lying like this with, eyelash, like, eyelashes on and not roll over. Like, it yeah. was just this, like, <laughs> I got, I got 35 minutes so I can sleep. And then maybe, and then I'm off again. And the driver's downstairs. (laughs) It was was crazy, but I, I kind of miss it. I would love a jam day. That would just be like, maybe just like one. I could probably do one week and I'd be done. Like I could do one week. It's brutal. Like Friday is crazy. Saturday's chill, but Friday's insane. Friday's insane, and you have to get through the Monday. You have to get through five days of noon shows or four days of the noon shows and then you get to the Friday. And then it's, and then there was always like something like a like a 1 a.m. central on a Thursday when he, he knows you gotta be up to be <laughs> somewhere at noon, but he's got you out in like the whatever far ass end of Winnipeg at yeah. 1 a.m. Right. So oh my god. Uh what's your favorite uh club to work at in Winnipeg? Um, teasers. I'm gonna say I. I love the stage at teasers. Yeah, some of the things runway stage, skinny poles, skinny poles, tall skinny poles, tall skinny poles, and the rigging is kind of. It's like, like a six out of ten on the sketch scale. So like, I'm not totally fearing for my life. But like other places like solid gold i don't know if i've shown you a picture one day i climbed up there and i took a picture of the rigging in there it's like you're hanging on there by prayers that's it there's like this little little i don't even know what it, it like i wouldn't even hang like a light with it and don't like do i don't drops. even know i don't do any drops 
don't just don't do any drops. <laughs> and then that 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 stages too. But it was so convenient working at Solid Gold and staying at the Oxford. I fucking love Solid Gold because I love the Oxford love Hotel the Oxford. is like immaculate living conditions for strippers. It's I like five you, star hotel. For oh, five. it's a five star yeah. hotel. They clean it every then, day. I've got my own bathroom. Beautiful bedding. It's like whatever <laughs> thread count, like a gazillion thread count. And it's like so soft. And it's just like, like I was almost scared sometimes with like all the white. T- I brought my own towels because I was so scared of messing up them white towels. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice. It was like, it was like sometimes I bring my own towels because the towels are so gross. But that place, I brought my own towels because the towels were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's very considerate of you <laughs> but it was better to stay at uh, staying at teasers wasn't um wasn't as much fun though no it was convenient no, no. like it was so convenient it's convenient but... if you're working at teasers but i mean i stayed there once or twice it was not good there was someone as someone down the hall i think someone died in there <laughs> it was and very like whatever whatever smell was coming out that hallway it was all. super convenient if you had like a Marion noon show and then teasers at night. Like it was great. They like walk. That was, I liked walking from teasers because you could walk through the park and there'd be like squirrels and then you go to Marion and then you walk back and there's more squirrels and then you're at teasers anyway. So, yeah. but yeah, if you don't mind sharing your room with like a family of mice, like it's great. Great <laughs> hotel. <laughs> you got shower slippers and your own towels and your own bedding, eh, air freshener. It might be all right, <laughs> but <laughs> awesome, awesome. It's time for some rapid fire Q and A. Let's begin the four for one. Okay, do do do. What's your favorite thing you own and why? Mm. Oh, I, I bought it. I, I don't even know. Um, okay, my favorite thing right now is I have one of this Arrow Garden. I don't know if you watch TV in like 2006 and then those infomercials, these little arrow garden things. Now they're giant and they connect to Wi-Fi and I'm growing tomatoes and lettuce and beans, cucumbers, basil, peppers, and wheat. Oh, that yeah. sounds cool. So that's pretty exciting. That's like my favorite thing I own, I guess. <sighs> um, my straps. I like your straps. You're really good at those. What will finally break the internet? The government. There's <laughs> 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 so many issues. If you, if you guys don't know, Canada's so fucked up. We're right a little now. screwed up right we're now. So screwed up. I don't right know how, how I feel about it. There's like we're a little going we're on. broken. <laughs> So I wouldn't be, I think they might break the internet. So make sure you got VPN or some shit. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, What's the most useless talent you have? Um, Useless talent. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard for me to answer stuff quickly. It's fine. Um, useless talent. Um, I guess I find the use for most of them. Well, I guess I can't even think of what my talents are. <laughs> 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 I 
oh, oh no, that's useful. <laughs> what is it though? I'm really good at peeling tape that, you know, when it's stuck and then, and, and you can't peel it. I'm really good at peeling it, but I well, guess that's useful, but no, that's that kind could, of like, be, but it it's kind better. of useless. I can't monetize it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I'm good at it. <laughs> and lastly, what is the dumbest way you injured yourself? <laughs> oh my God. That's such a long list. Okay. Um, I was holding, I was holding like one of these big, you know, those big jugs of water, big yeah. 15 liter thing, jug of water. And I was holding it. And then I went to press the crosswalk button so I could get across the street because the thing was heavy. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just smoked a joint and then I coughed. And then I... <laughs> I blew up my L5 S1. Oh. <laughs> I could barely walk. <laughs> For like, like that, that thing cost me like, I don't even know, like six grand in physio. Like it was just like. <laughs> and that I'm rib, still paying for it. Still can't find the rib. <laughs> right? <laughs> Floating in there somewhere. It's gone. That's a I good one. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I coughed. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But I, I still mean, went to work and I still did three shows that night. So. <laughs> brutal. Brutal. Yeah, that was horrible. Ourselves. I like, had a whole bottle of Tylenol. Yeah. I went to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I've never called in sick to work either. It just works through the pain. It's fine. It's totally it's fine. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Is like As long as I can get the shoes on and physically get up the st- I think that was the week it was at the it was at in Ottawa at the Newton and walking downstairs was so painful that I like walked up the stairs to the stage and then up the stairs to the other because I could pull myself up and I was scared to walk downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they were my like, sure my shows were horrible, but I made it, I showed up, awards shiny costume, my hair was done and I smiled. So just get to the pole and hold on. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just let you hold on. It's like as long as I can use my arms, I'm okay. I'm like my legs are not working. But I can use my arm. <laughs> I need to get to the straps and I can get up there somehow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Well, before we close off, is there any final words you want to tell us? Uh, I can't think of anything. I had a concussion, and that makes me think very slowly. So I'm just going to apologize for that. <laughs> no, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. That's my tip then. Slow. Perfect. Whatever you're doing, just slow down. Just I think that's down. a really good tip. I think that's, that's, that's like, that's a lesson I learned the hard way, like five times. So uh, <laughs> I'm still learning <laughs> that lesson. So uh, anyway, listen. So many hard lessons. So just slow down. Do it slowly. Just Take your time. Breathe. <laughs> breathe slow down breathe yeah let yeah. your mind relax i think that that helps yes time. <laughs> yeah it's hard and that's that's for getting the the quiet mind very very hard but i've started i've um started doing handstands and that's apparently really good for the mind because you got to focus and focus super focus as opposed to like aerial and pull where you're just like throwing yourself around it's like I just got to stay in this one spot. So yeah, slow down, stay in that one spot and breathe. I like it. I like it. 
Well, you heard it from Carmen, everyone. Handstands, breathe, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> Feed awesome. a pigeon. Yeah, <laughs> Feed pigeons and squirrels. They're awesome. I <clears throat> uh, just want to remind everyone that this is a listener-funded podcast. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing or seeing today, definitely head on over to our website, yesastripperpodcast.com, and find those donation buttons everywhere and give us your money. This will go a long way in helping um, future guests and uh, interviewers uh, fund us and keep us busy. I lost my train of language there. <laughs> Just going on a rant. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Send us your money so we can keep this podcast going. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll see you guys again next time. For now, I bid you adieu and uh, have a good day. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, a Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, a Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, a Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.